You're listening to Brown on Brand, featuring Matthew Brown on Thumbstopper.fm. All right. All right. Man, it's nice to be back here at Brown on Brand. And we're being socially responsible. And I'm being socially responsible. Boy, that's a mouthful. Uh, with Sean Jacobs. Welcome, Sean, to What's the show. On, Matt? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sean, you're with the Jacobs Fitness here in Tampa. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I've been following you for quite a while, and you've got an interesting story and background. And, you know, just want to start off just for the for the listeners and the watchers, you know, you've got this mantra about eat right and train smart. And I know you're a guy that's trying to break it down in a simplistic manner. Tell me where that comes from and tell me about your business. Uh, it comes from, you know, my experience starting as, you know, just regular old guy wanting to get into fitness. You yep. know, uh, I was athlete in college and when that stopped, it became, you know, a personal goal, self-improvement, fitness, all the above uh, that led to, you know, me wanting to grow my academic knowledge of it. So I, at, at first I didn't, wasn't even in the profession, decided okay, to go Okay, so you were an athlete and you went to college for this and then studied what? Uh, psychology. Okay. And then right. I decided to switch it up and go to graduate school for exercise science. So okay. um, it was kind of a switch, uh, changed fields a little bit, but felt like it was going really well. It was super successful in the program. And, you know, that just kind of led to um, working for a couple companies in town and then eventually starting my own business. So the, the mentality has been obviously personal growth for me, but what comes with that is a personal experience in, you know, the natural obstacles that come in looking for success in fitness, personal fitness or your sure. family and, and all the above. Um, and I think what stuck out to me the most is you got to keep it simple. People try to overcomplicate things uh, on the front end and have a lot of self-limiting beliefs that almost stop them in their tracks before they get started. So I think yeah. simplifying, starting slow and yep. understanding it's a lifetime process, not a quick fix in any way, shape or form. Yep. Um, you're going to be the most successful long term. And I get from that, right, the eat right, train smart and, you know, a little bit into and I listen to the pre-production stuff from Emmanuel. And I remember Emmanuel's question for you is, is in a, is an elevator pitch. Tell me about your business at the end of a few seconds. And your response was that your personal health and wellness shouldn't be punishment. Right. Right. And I think that's where that eat right and train smart comes from. The simplicity of that it that's can it. be that simplistic. Yep. It really can. What do you, so being that this show's about, you know, branding and business um, and entrepreneurship to a point, and you, I certainly wrap your business into that. And I've had a number of uh, guests that have been in kind of the personal wellness space or the, even the bio, what do they call it? The biohacking space, yep. you know, now. Um, and it, and, and I remember in, uh, hearing you talk about it is confusing and both you and your wife are both very delved into this, you know, personal wellness and training space. Mm -hmm. What, you know, what, there's so many things out there for that people see, right? These diets and these supplements. And I mean, what's your thoughts overall about that side of it? Uh, it's, there is the, the market is completely saturated with bull and it is very hard for the general public to decipher who is offering them genuine help and who is offering them a cookie cutter program or nutrition plan that has been given to thousands of people. It's so hard to, I mean, social media is just a highlight reel. That's all yeah. it is. And most of these people are finding their their trainers and their nutritionists. But or, there's no magic, right? I mean, no, the people no. that are seeing the pills, it's gonna be about eating right 
and exercising. There is no right. Magic There's pill. no magic. There's no pill. magic food. The celery juice is going to do much for you. Yeah, I think people are looking for the easy way out. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to take some discipline, right? right? The eating that's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard for everybody. The the you know the fuel. I I I'm a car enthusiast, and I just realized doing an E85 conversion, putting a different fuel in the vehicle, made it was night and day difference. I would have never imagined that you could have gotten that much performance by converting the type of fuel you're putting in the car. And you hear race fuels and higher octanes, yeah. but you know it, it. It clicked with me, you know, when I heard your interview. That's funny that you mentioned that because you have to reframe the way that you think about eating. It, it's not. It's fuel, like you said. Yeah. It, literally, you literally are fueling your machine, and yeah. once you realize that, it becomes a little bit less emotional and a little bit less. Um, you know, worrisome about how much and what is it and everything. Focus on what is going to get your machine running the best. Yeah. And it doesn't get any more simple than that. And yeah. what it comes down to, regardless of what your focus is, what your goal is, is consistency. Yeah. And that's why it's long-term, not short-term. You, sure. you can do whatever you want. Honestly, you can find many diet plans that will fit your lifestyle, my lifestyle, whatever you decide, whatever path you decide to go down, stick with it. Your point, right? And going back to the supplements, shove all that diet and supplements to the side and get on the simplistic plan of, you know, eating right and exercising. Yes. It's right? nutrition, not a diet or a punishment. In, yeah, in that, right. In that that punishment yeah, piece. Exactly. The um, So, you know, this is a business for you, right? This is a both a lifestyle and a business and a passion of yours. And you shared that and, and you're one of the few people that I know have been doing what they love to do since kind of very beginning. You went from being an athlete. I know you've worked with a number of large name athletes uh, and were an athlete yourself. And you went to school for this and studied the psychology side of it and the nutritional side of it. And so you've been doing this, you know, as a business. How do you how do you find your clients? How do you market? And and how important is marketing? Uh, I, th- I think now, as, well, especially what's been going on lately with COVID nineteen yeah. and everything, it's becoming the 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 forefront of what we need to do to grow a business or get back to where we were. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. What's um, happened with that with COVID? Uh, just slowed down. Uh, we've had a lot of clients whose personal businesses have been affected. Were you still able to train in person? I took about two and a half, three weeks off. Okay. Um, just closed up shop. Well, we've I, been down for 10 weeks here now. Exactly, so, yeah. I, so you were training through some of it. Yeah, I, I, I work at a very, very small place. Our yeah. capacity is always less than 10 people. Yeah. So at the very beginning when they were shutting down large facilities, we could still operate because oh, yeah. we were in considered somewhat of like an office space. Yeah. Um, so those that wanted to continue, I mean, we, we ramped up our disinfectant protocols and everything. Yeah. We were doing stuff after. You adjusted, you stayed 100%. away from people, but we you were still did. able to, right. and, you know, and do we train. left it completely up to the client. But back to the branding side, what are you doing for marketing? Like, how do you find your, like, where do your customers come from? So initially, uh, when I, when we were getting everything rolling, this was, you know, even going back to working at the facilities in Tampa. Um, it's just been word of mouth. Um, okay. Focus solely on uh, improving my ability to give my clients the best service possible, yep. and I was able to not only gain more clients but retain them as well. And I built yep. a pretty good client base. Working You're with- very active on Instagram with your videos, and I've used some of them. Um, especially when I see something where you're working on a muscle group that I'm going, Ooh, I never touched that. Mm -hmm. And you've got these really cool little quick instructional videos on how to touch that muscle group. Um, so you're very, you're very, you know, active on social media and that, and that's advertising. Do you get 
do you get business from it? No. Just the organic side? No, no. I don't okay. think so because, and, and that's where the branding kind of comes in. I, I, you know, we're not trying to throw ourselves in the bucket of the the super flashy highlight reel. I noticed that you did the, nothing to try to entice. We'd like to have you in this program and we yeah. have a business. And so I think the answer is, is your organic stuff is you've kept it truly organic mm -hmm. just from a standpoint of, that's how you wanted it to be perceived, right? Yes, yes. Is that you're kind of giving back. And I noticed some of those videos were like that. The yes. tone was like that. But, you know, with with that in mind, you know, with the way things are going and, you know, the uncertainty ahead of us, I may need to start focusing on those types yeah. of ideas and really work on our online branding yeah. because, you know, people are, even if the gyms are open, they may just want to, you know, have yeah. an online coach and work at the house and, or, you know, work yeah. in a small private gym, whatever. So they're going to need somebody to work with them online. And that's where we're slowly shifting our business yeah. just to have some consistency. Yep. And so turning that organic stuff into more leading in and educating about the business, yes. um, you know, Vaynerchuk refers to it as kind of jab, jab, hook, right? So it's content, content that's relative to somebody that can be helpful. And then the hook yep. is telling them about your business or being more proactive about converting into to ultimate sales. Yep. You are all over the board, right? With who you work with. I mean, some big, big name athletes, and I don't want to get into the, the na game of, yeah, name right. dropping, but I've seen you work with some big dogs. Yes. And, um, you know, I've seen you work with just random training groups of people, and I've had some employees in, in some of your groups, and, and then I noticed that you've got this attraction to executives, right, and CEOs, and you've worked with me, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, in in a capacity, the um, what's your like? What's your approach right now? Like, what would you be branding about your business? So uh, I've been working towards uh, a niche of executive concierge training. Um, it's it's really really um, executives like business owners, business and CEOs, owners, CEOs, and, CEOs yeah. you know, spend yeah. all of their time and energy on, on business growth and yeah. pretty much none on self care. You get neglected. You neglect yourself a lot. And yeah. what you have to make the connection with them is that you are the top piece of the puzzle to your family and your longevity, your business's longevity. You have to take care of yourself. You the owner of the one. business is really the biggest asset. Although, you know, on the top of the, the ladder, sometimes it's, it's, it's rather uh, lonely, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. It's the, you know, executives, I think for a lot, a lot of part, they, they really neglect that side of it. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's kind of where I've seen a need, um, in the industry is, you know, someone that can really, uh, assimilate to their lifestyle, the, the principles that they'll need to be successful. And like I said before, it's, it's about being simple, but it's about being consistent on top of yep. that simplicity. And that goes hand in hand with you picking things that fit your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And those guys need flexibility. And, you know, a smaller client base um, of, of executives allows me to get to more house calls and office calls and phone uh, calls needed yeah. to discuss the things they have questions about. Yeah. Gives, my, you know, me more time to give them the attention that they need to really get the results. And you had mentioned both on the physical training aspect, but also being available to deal with the dietary, right? Prepare meals yep. even down to making sure that they're buying the right stuff and mm -hmm. doing that shopping for them. I get from your executive program and what you told me 
that you almost want to find executives. It's a no brainer for them to stay healthy because you're almost going to force a plan on them. Yeah. Right. But it's going to work for them. So it's not going to seem like it's, you know, there's a lot of foreign ideas. We got to, we got to still make it, you know, a progress point in their lifestyle, slowly changing things so that they don't necessarily have to have me forever. That's not the point. I want to educate my clients regardless of who I'm working with. So at the end of the day, if you're being receptive to what I'm giving you, you can, you can take these ideas, share it with others and then move on and have a more successful personal life. So that's, that's with everyone. How much of your business is only being able to end up working and retaining clients you truly get along with because I, you know, I've got a trainer now and I can't tell you the horror stories. And I think he likes me. Maybe he tells people the same thing about me. That's a tough question because I see myself as someone who can adjust um, to different types of personalities really well. I know that was out of the left field there, but I, it just oh, came no. into well, mind. Yeah. But honestly, it's a good point to make. I think that's what my how. But as I've you're going to so deal with executives, with you're going to deal with some crazies. Strong personalities, yeah. exactly. And okay, I'm, that's and I'm a good okay word for it. I yeah. can I can either dominate the situation if need be. So yeah. you know, if they want someone telling them exactly what to do, what they need to be doing, and make yeah. them follow a structured plan, or I can you know, well, you lead this. That's session. probably how you'll you have to attack all executives, regardless of even if you think that they don't want to be attacked like right. that because they almost need that. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost need somebody. Like, I would want you to interview me first, and then, but I want to break down, like, on Wednesdays and Sundays, bro, you got to give me some pizza and cheeseburgers or something. Yeah, I got to have that cheat It's know, about cheat balance. Day. I'm yeah. not going to disagree with yeah. you. We got to find a manageable way to do those things. And once you start rethinking the fact that you are you have that hunger for that cheat meal and you're starting to fuel your body with what you need to, yeah. you're not as eager to... I'm being a little facetious. A oh, I know, I know. But I do but, like cheeseburgers. But you're, you're asking me how to deal with different types of clients, and yeah. I've got plenty of clients that say, I'm going to do it either way, so yeah. let's just work it in. So, so your, your focus wants to be you want to keep working with the athletes, obviously, because you get that side of the business and know what a, what a grind that is, and, yeah. and you see the relevance of executives being in that same you know, process. You mentioned the whole adjustment to COVID. So like when I found myself falling into COVID and we took the business remote, we were on like GoToMeeting, which now I'm finally to the point, like if somebody's pulling up GoToMeeting in the office, I'm like, okay, boomer. And it's, <laughs> uh, you know, we've, we found us our, ourselves at using different technologies to do things better. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I can say things like Zoom, but I fell in love with Zoom because it was easy. Yeah, I can have the app on my phone. I can send out the link. The, so what's going on? How are you going remote? Right. Uh, or, or what have you had technologies that are for that, that are Zoom for training? Yes. Um, I've kind of shaped what I've been able to find um, with some help from a, a few other people that have had the experience in the industry. Okay. Uh, there are apps out there that are available for trainers to use as a platform okay. to to have your list of clients. They have video database. Um, for instructional videos that you can use. You can use any video online. You can tag in YouTube videos or I can record my own videos. So I can completely tailor a workout plan to Mm. somebody that lives in Denver. Oh, so if you found a bicep workout and go, I love this bicep workout, you can make that part of the workout, record where the things that you want to touch and then organize that for you. You know the name of the app? Yeah, well, the one that I use is Trainerize, um, okay. but I know there's there's so many of them out there that okay. are being developed, and I, I have no experience with anyone other. Does than it Trainerize. give you live on live interaction like Zoom too? Allow uh, you to? I'm not sure. I've never looked into that okay. piece of it, but I do know. Oh, that you're able to set up the workouts and they can do it on their own. Oh, it's a, they pull the app up and they see yeah. the program, and then each individual exercise you click the picture and it's. I a wonder video if it's like my daughter's schoolwork where she's figured out now that they're remote, she can just push play on the. Book, 
go back to playing on Instagram and then still get credit for doing the book. I wonder if how many people are Phys- doing the okay, training. Well, I'll say physical fitness is a little different than academia because if you do that first straight month and you see zero progress physically, then I'll know you weren't doing anything. Okay. So, well, I know. And that's probably what I keep telling my daughter yes. is there. Listen, you, at some point you have to take the test, sweetie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you can't just push the book and it's not going to do the work for you. <laughs> exactly. What percentage of the people stick with it? Like how many of your clients fall off just because, you know, they're cutting out maybe the financial side of it and you probably know the difference like what percentage of people stick with it i think we're as a a, you know i see us as a country that we're not real healthy i mean there's there's you know it's getting better there's more you know the birth of the peloton it's bringing it into the home and i think it's waking people up i don't know if those end up as clothes racks like the one that i bought right um (laughs) But the, uh, and my wife was in love with it for about two months and then it just got boring. That's what happens. And um, for me, I have to have somebody uh, training me Mm -hmm. in in person because I do four squats weighted. And then I realize my body and my mind's going, ah, it's time for lunch. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm over it. And yeah. But what percentage of the people stick with it? Oh, man. I, I would have to say, I feel like it's less than 50%. Yeah. And I don't mean as far That'd be, as... I would be surprised if the retention was half the people that you, you know, cause, because I think it's difficult, right? Well, that it is very difficult. And I guess, you know, I, I have fairly good client retention. I've got a lot of clients I've worked for three or four years with. And, yep. and, and I think that just comes down to the relationships that I've built with them yep. that's helped them make it in a habit and yeah. it's just become part of their lifestyle. Is it the people that, you know the ones that are retained is it the people that show up that and and I know you've worked with people I've sent people over there they're in their mid 30s they've never worked out yep. not just a not is it the is it a lot of times the people that you see the biggest changes in and they become so happy with those changes in themselves yes. that they make it a way of life well yes because when you come in completely inexperienced especially if you're working with somebody that's going to give you the groundwork that you need to see results immediately yeah um and and knows what they're talking about um you they they have the most potential to see progress the fastest so you know there could be a kid that's worked out you know all through college doing you know like training five or six days a week but if he was doing things incorrectly yeah. his you know the muscles may not be as apt to progress as fast as someone who is completely inexperienced yeah. but there's still a lot of room for improvement there too so yep. you're right somebody that's coming with you know a little bit lack of knowledge maybe some confusion on certain things how to get to certain goals um, those are definitely the ones that tend to stick with it longer for sure changing uh, gears a little bit again what's any turning point that you had um, in your business, right? Cause every entrepreneur and brand has this, you know, they have some horror stories and then they got some f- wonderful stories, mm-hmm. but were there things that stick with you that were turning points? Um, I think number one would be the, just the beginning of my career going through, um, the process of working for two facilities in town, met a bunch of wonderful people, learned a bunch of things, very grateful for my experiences with both of those places. But I actually learned a lot about what not to do through okay. both of those places. That's interesting. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's tough, man. This industry is tough. Uh, priorities seem to drift further and further away from keeping very uh, happy employees yeah. and and and, uh, and and clients for that matter. Sure. That seems to be too much of the trend now. Yeah. Um, and just, it's interesting you bring up the um, what not to do, yeah. right? Because I, you know, I've got a, 
a mantra that I always, or mantra that I always, you know, follow, and that is, um, you know, I I never l- really lose. Is I either win or I learn. Yep. And you got to think of it that those, way. Those, you know, if you get that mindset, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna lose a lot. You want to add anything, Sean? I know uh, we talked about your Instagram handle. That's kind of how you would follow Sean if you're in the Tampa Bay region. Um, and you're looking for somebody who has a real passion, been in it all his life. I know his wife has a real passion in the, the bodybuilding. I hope that's the right terminology yep. around it. Um, just an amazing uh, physique, works hard on it, and you know takes it serious. So you got a family of people and resources around looking for executives and athletes that really care about really either taking it to the next level or an executive that wants to you know put back into themselves. Um, you know, because yep. business sometimes takes it out of you, especially in trying times like COVID. This Definitely. is when people become unhealthy. You know, I find myself going, what's in the refrigerator when I'm stuck at home? Well, now like it's about stress else. management. And that's a huge part of being an stress executive trainer. Yeah. I, I can't just, the mental, just 100%. the mental side of it. To. I mean, after a workout, I, I'm always dreading it sometimes, especially on leg days. But boy, afterwards, it's, it, it just clears my mind on a lot of things yep. that are it's either necessary. worrying me or bothering Thanks me. for listening. And remember... Subscribe to Brown on Brand at thumbstopper.fm or wherever fine podcasts can be found.